Welcome back to DNC in 23. My name is Alex. I am your host for today's episode, talking all things Tuesday, June 13th at the Riverbend Music Center in Cincinnati. Let's get on with the show. All right. So, Tuesday night, last night, Dead and Co.'s fantastic final tour rolled into Cincinnati and the Riverbend Music Center. This is a uh, typical to a lot of the venues that they had been playing so far this tour, a big outdoor amphitheater right on the river in Cincinnati, Ohio. It is a familiar venue for Dead & Company as this was their fifth time um, playing there. First in June of 2016 and then again in 18, 21, 22, and 23. Um, I was lucky enough to be at the show at this venue in 2022, last June, and just had a great time. It's a really nice venue, very well um, kept and maintained. Um, the lawn is turf, which is nice because it rains quite a bit in Cincinnati during the summer, last night's show being no exception. But it's nice because it drains really well and it doesn't get too muddy or or bad, um, which makes for a nice... Uh, a nice place to watch the show from the lawn. You also have some massive screens um, on the edge of the amphitheater. They say Skyline Chili Vision, which I found uh, a bit delightful, <laughs> I must say. Um, Skyline Chili, a, a classic and beloved treat in in Cincinnati. So um, having been at this venue myself, I was looking forward to last night's show. Last year, Dead & Co. played an amazing show at this venue. A couple highlights were, in my opinion, the best version of Deal they've ever played to open up the second set, a really, really good Here Comes Sunshine, and um, a great uh, Black Muddy River encore. Again, this this place is called Riverbend because it is right on the river. When you're watching the show from the lawn, you can see boats going by on the river right behind the stage. It's a really cool place uh, to, to watch a show. Uh, we talked to our boots on the ground and we learned that last night was a rainy and extremely humid night in Cincinnati. Fortunately, no thunder and lightning, just some some torrents of rain that rolled through the show uh, every now and again. Um, I, what I was reading from people was that there was a big first set rainstorm, um, but most of the second set was dry. So if you were in the barn last night, I hope that you stayed relatively dry, but I have a feeling that based on this show, you weren't too upset, even if you did get a little bit wet. It's also hot in Cincinnati. Maybe it felt good to cool down a little bit. All right, so without any further ado, let's talk about the set list. Set one, they opened with The Music Never Stops. Um, next Time You See Me was up next. Then two tour bust outs in a row, Me and My Uncle and Ro Jimmy. Dear Mr. Fantasy into Hey Jude, and then Cassidy, Ico, and that led us into the set break. Interesting first set. Like I said, two different tour bust outs, me and my uncle and Road Jimmy. Um, a music never stopped opener that was really groovy. Mayer got into this great jam in the back half, and I loved watching O'Teal and Mickey make gaga eyes at each other. <laughs> They looked like they were loving this song and they were really grooving with each other. Jay was also really into it. He was dancing on his seat throughout this performance. 
And um, one of the highlights to me was Bob had a great little never stop, never stop uh, rap at the end. Um, O'Teal would seem to be really digging that too. So I always love it when you can see the band looking happy and looking locked in with each other on stage. This song was a really good example of that. Um, Next time you see me. So this one, you know, there's been kind of a mayor blues slot, either like the second song or maybe the fourth song throughout the first sets that we've heard this tour. Uh, This really kind of fit the bill nicely. I thought it was a nice performance, um, although I don't really have many notes about it. And the same really goes for me and my uncle, just a solid, steady version. The only real note that I have from this one is that Kimenti had a really awesome solo uh, toward the back half of this song, kind of, I think, brought it up a notch in my estimation. Um, so that was that was very good and a bust out. First time we've heard it all tour. Next up was Ro Jimmy, another tour bust out. If you've been listening to us for a while, you know how much I love this song. Um, apparently they sound checked it before the show, according to our boots on the ground. So perhaps not completely unexpected uh, to hear a Ro Jimmy tonight, but it was, um, you know, I think still a welcome sight. They haven't played it all tour and Ro Jimmy is a song that a lot of people really like. So, you know, welcome, welcome to the rotation, Ro Jimmy. Um, a couple people did get this one right and estimated profits again, I think because they sound checked it, you know, I mean, your mileage may vary, uh, but I feel like picking a song that you heard on sound check is a bit kind of cheap, you know, for estimated profits purposes. No, the whole point is that we're trying to predict things, um, based on, you know, just using our, our intuition and, things that we've heard there in years before, kind of the rhythm that the band is in, what they've been playing lately. So using the song that you hear in Soundcheck or the song that's reported in Soundcheck seems a little bit cheap to me. But again, your mileage may vary on that. Um, Next up was Dear Mr. Fantasy into Hey Jude. Really up-tempo start to this song, like much, much, much closer to the way that the the Grateful Dead performed this song with Brent Midland uh, than previous Dead & Company renditions. Um, and I, I really like the way Dead & Company plays this song. I think that they play it at a nice tempo and that it, it sounds really good. But this one was like especially up-tempo, and I liked that a lot too. It was kind of hard for me to pick up everything that Jeff was doing on the organ through the live stream that I was listening to, but I could certainly grasp the power of Mayer. His soloing was really, really good. The one that took us into Hey Jude... Um, just a snappy little solo, uh, really, really tight. And then it kind of led us into Hey Jude, where he had a much longer solo that really like boiled up and then took off. It was bolstered by some really nice active rhythm from both Bob and Jeff. They were keeping it going and, and making everything sound just right. So I thought that this was a great, great, great Mr. Fantasy into Hey Jude. Um, I have no doubt that if you were in the barn, you were loving this part of the show because they it was just a power, power, powerhouse close to set one. From this Mr. Fantasy through the end of the set, really just all great stuff. Cassidy, Bob kind of led the transition, Jude into Cassidy, and it got a nice reaction from the crowd when they picked up what was going on here and, and that they were playing Cassidy. John built up this really, really nice long solo before the last verse. 
And I kept thinking, they're going to come back. Oh, okay, now they're going to come back. Wait, are they playing Jack Straw now? No, no, no. Okay, now we're into the fare thee well. It was like um, just very unexpected and the way that they built it up and were kind of like stringing us along thinking that they were going to come back for the fare thee well now um, last first, but then they just, they didn't. They, they really let this jam breathe and um, we got into some really great type two jamming at the back half of this song that then brought us back into some type one jamming to let us know we were still in Cassidy and then just kept going and going and going. This was a monster version of this song. You know, they've been playing these big, long jams at the end of the first sets a lot throughout this tour. And this one would be one that I would point to as like, I mean, just a a perfect exemplification of what I think they've been going for in these, in these big jams, just very exploratory, powerful, interesting, and locked in great version of this song. Maybe one of my favorites that dead and co. Oh, I would say definitely one of my favorites that dead and co has ever played when it comes to Cassidy. And then they punctuated the first set with uh, Ico Ico. This is the second straight year that they've played this song in Cincinnati. That's two of the last four times they've played it. So maybe is there something connected between Ico and Cincinnati? I I'm not sure, but if you know of a connection, then definitely let us know. Um, it's always good to get a set closer that gets the people up and dancing. And this one is like a, a perfect song for that. It fits the bill to a T and I thought that it was a, a really good kind of danceable version. So overall a really, really good first set. Um, the halftime show I thought was kind of funny between, um, Gary and, and David, um, I wrote down this quote because it made me laugh um, from from David Gans, and I quote, we're going to have to keep slogging through the rest of the tour using the same words, aren't we? It's just fucking excellent. <laughs> um, so you know how uh, David feels about the way the band is playing in 2023, and man, I completely agree. They are playing so, so well. Night in, night out, there have just been like no letdown shows or anything like that. I mean, it's just been really, really an unbelievable tour. So set two, we started with Here Comes Sunshine, then Viola Lee Blues, Looks Like Rain, China Cat Sunflower, into I Know You Rider, into Drums, into Space, into The Wheel, into Wharf Rat, Casey Jones Closer, and a Touch of Grey Encore. What a set. So Here Comes Sunshine, this was a big, big, big version of this song. A really amazing jam. Um in the the latter portion of this song, there was a moment where I really thought they were going to bring us back into the final verse. Um, you know, usually before they do, you get the dun, 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 and then back into Here Comes Sunshine. They did that um, maybe two-thirds of the way through the jam that they were working on, but they did not um, take it back into the chorus. Which, which I was really expecting them to do. So they instead let it expand outward even more, found more space for this song, more space to jam with. And I thought it was excellent, you know, really channeling some of the same energy that they had during Cassidy where, you know, you don't think of Cassidy as a song that wouldn't necessarily invite a 15 minute long version by Dead & Co. Here Comes Sunshine, you, you would. But um, either way, like they just took a song that, 
you know, I wasn't expecting to be this long and jammy and they, they made it even longer and jammier than I was, I was expecting. It was really great. And the same goes for Viola Lee blues, really great bluesy, obviously jam, um, toward the end of the song. And it felt different from other Viola Lee blueses that I've heard. It's hard for me to describe exactly why, but while I was listening to it, that's what I kept thinking. They really just opened this song all the way up and, and let it cook. When I heard these two songs to open set two, and then they went into looks like rain, I was thinking, this is interesting. What if they didn't do one of their classic jam suites at all? You know, if there was no China cat rider, there was no scarlet fire or help slip Frank, uh, even a lost sailor saint. Like what if they just did, you know, five individual songs, um, and let them all build together in the pre drum space section, because based on how big and jammy sunshine and Viola Lee were, you know, they're making this work and you know, let's, let's, let's have it. Let's do it. Um, but instead from looks like rain, we got into that all too familiar. And I mean that in the best possible way, uh, that all that very familiar China cat intro. Um, I love this song and I, I really liked this version. I thought it was, I thought it was really good. This is actually when I had to check out for a little bit, um, about midway through China cat, I joined back in during the beam section after drums and before space. And then I caught all of space, which was deep and spacey and long. I thought I caught teases of Dark Star, um, but this is the second space where I felt that way and they didn't play Dark Star. So maybe I'm just so keyed up and hoping that they're going to do it now that I'm, you know, reading into something that I shouldn't be. But I also thought I caught some Viola Lee blues um, riffs. Um, and so I was thinking, it made me think like, did they actually like finish that song? And I'm pretty sure they did. So either way, neither of those were, were paid off after space. So possibly just kind of maybe some phrasings or, you know, things that were in their heads that were noodling around that, that popped up and bubbled up to the surface during space. Um, ne- the next song was the wheel. So actually because they played China cat before that, and then the wheel Dave went two for two with his picks for this show and he pulled ahead of me. He had been down by one. I went over two. He went two for two and we got a, a classic flip flop, um, in our estimated profit standings, um, after tonight's or after last night's show. I don't really have any notes on, uh, the wheel or Warfrat. I didn't get to hear much of them. Uh, I actually didn't get to hear any of Warfrat, Casey Jones or touch of gray. Um, but I do just want to say, um, I like this ending of the set list. I think that Casey Jones, I mentioned during the Raleigh show that, um, like for me so far, this tour, this has been the song that they have just been like absolutely murdering. <laughs> like they, they've been playing it so, so well. They've knocked it out of the park both previous times that they played it this tour before Cincinnati. So I'm excited to hear this one from Cincinnati. I was reading some comments on, on Reddit and on, on Twitter and Instagram about this show. And it seemed like universally people were praising this Casey Jones. Um, I love that they're playing it to close shows uh, like they did in Raleigh. Well, yeah, no, like they did in Raleigh. Um, they closed the second set with Casey Jones. I think it's a powerful way to end the show. It kind of serves a similar function to Sugar Mac. And it's, you know, upbeat rocker. Everyone knows it. And it sends the people out happy. And then a touch of gray encore. No one's ever going to be upset about that. Gets you in a great mood as you head to the exit. 
So, uh, you know, a really, really nice show in Cincinnati, as we've come to expect over the years, they play so well, um, at this venue and it's, it's a great venue. I'm, I'm sad that they won't be going back there, you know, because this is the last tour. I hope that I get to get back there someday because I had such a good time there last year. Friendly people, really nice environment. And man, some of like the most beautiful colors at sunset that you'll ever see the sky, uh, especially on a rainy night. Um, you know, when the rain clears and the sun starts coming up or sorry, starts going down over the venue. Um, it's really, really gorgeous. So shout out to the Riverbend Music Center in Cincinnati. Great place to see a show and, and a great place for Dead & Co. to hit during this tour. So what's next on the Golden Road? Uh, the band is back on stage tomorrow night, Thursday, June 15th in Philadelphia. They play at Citizens Bank Park. Um, and because there's another show up, Dave and I have some estimated profits picks to make. Because I'm recording this uh, early in the day, very early in the morning on June 14th. Dave has not gotten me his picks. So if you want to know what he's taking for the next show, you're going to have to follow us on social media on Twitter at working man's pod, Instagram at working man's underscore pod. Um, we will post our selections, uh, before the show. I will tell you what my first pick is going to be. And that's birdsong. They haven't played it since Raleigh. So it's been, what would that be? Two weeks. Um, between that show and the Philly show. So I think that they're due for a bird song. Um, and I think that they're going to, they're going to play a magnificent one in Philadelphia. That's my prediction. But if you want to know what Dave's two picks are, or what my second pick is, like I said, follow us on, on Instagram, on Twitter. Um, and we, and you'll get to see that on Thursday before the show rolls around. Just a reminder, anyone who ends the tour with a higher score than either of us, the highest score is going to win a big prize pack. Right now, there are a bunch of people who are ahead of both of us, so um, you guys are doing well. And this Philly show is about the halfway point of the tour. Um, In my mind, it is the halfway point. It's the 14th show out of 29, but really, a lot of the stops after Philly are two-night runs. And so I think that Philly is kind of the end of this segment of the tour in a lot of ways. Um, so the, sh- the tour's only halfway over. If you haven't been playing, join up. There's still plenty of time for you to, to win. Um, so, so jump on board. That is going to do it for this episode of DNC in 23 with WP. Like I said, we will be back to discuss the Philly show on Friday. Uh, thank you for joining us today. And until next time, know our love will not fade away.